Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. It's uh, Friday, March 25th. Interesting show going to develop today. Uh, original plan was uh, to have uh, what I like to call the side of Drive Time Lincoln professional side, uh, Doug Fitzgerald on. And he is in studio. Why don't you say I'm hi? Here. For, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Good the, afternoon, everyone. The great voice. Um, but really, uh, also host of One Shot, One Life on Saturday mornings. And so we're, we're going to have him. He's in studio. We're going to talk about that eventually. But we got a lot of different breaking stories, right? We've got representing, uh, representative, U.S. representative, <laughs> Congressman Jeff Fortenberry, guilty on all three counts. Um, I'm going to break down quickly. Lincoln Realtor Association and the dynamics there. It's a story I've been watching for two, three weeks. I've talked to leadership. I've talked to realtors. I've tried to keep it off the air, and I'm going to introduce it here in a minute of what's going on with regard to them and the fairness ordinance. And then we're going to have Steve Glenn on from Executive Travel. Yep. And a story we broke here on KLIN where they are going to help Ukrainian refugees uh, in Poland. And so he's going to come on at the uh, bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about that and get a little more insight into that. So um, that's kind of the plan, Doug. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Commander Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is still producing. And Johnny has told Doug and I that his mic will be on the entire time. So folks, it's on right now. Yeah, yeah. I, he's oh, getting <laughs> he's get, Johnny is growing and getting more brazen and more brazen. <laughs> and unfortunately, as you know, this is the people's platform, so it's difficult for me to shut out anybody. I'm I a mean, people. I know you you are you're an American, you're you're part of the people crew just like I am, and so we like to have a platform. Oh. Um all right, uh real quick. Yes. Okay. Representative Jeff Fortenberry was found guilty on all three counts. You're hearing this all over local media. I'm not going to go on and on about it. Uh, obviously, falsifying and concealing, uh, and concealing material facts and making false statements. That's what he was found guilty of. What does that mean? Well, interesting enough, right? Those crimes do not automatically mean he has to forfeit his Duties, and I didn't know that. And right. you explained that to me earlier, and I think a lot of right. people. That's heck, I didn't know no, that. I thought either. he would be out of the race. Right, I didn't know that either. So, uh, with obviously uh, the race on, and um, the Republicans putting up somebody already, uh, in the case of uh, Mr. Flood, uh, this is an interesting dynamic. All I'm going to say is what the congressman has said is he's going to take some time with his family, which makes sense. Um, to decide, you know, whether he's going to stay in Congress, whether he's going to step down. Obviously, lots of people on both sides have weighed in, whether he's going to continue running. And I'm sure we'll get that answer next week. The only other thing we all know is that he said he's going to appeal, which makes sense. The sentence is scheduled for June 28th. I mean, that's way too late. We all know that. So just stand by to stand by (laughs) to hear more about this story. Okay. Here's the one you've got to know about, and you've got to pay attention. And listen, I'm going to start with fairness ordinance real quick. We all know where that's at, okay? It was put out there. 
The people voted it down. It's sitting with city council. They have two options, to rescind it or to put it to a vote of the people. Okay, we've been through this before, Lincoln, and we kind of just sat around for 10 years. Okay. As you know, nothing has happened with it yet. Okay. On this show, where I can be construed as a very divisive and don't want to hear the other side, we made a lot of inroads with Natalie Weiss, who was on the show. We heard perspective. I consider her somebody that I can talk to. We can have civil disagreements, and we can work through issues. And that's good. That's what you want in your elected officials to do. And we wanted together to showcase that, and I think we have done that. And that has both made us both talk and get to know different aspects of this argument. At the same time, you may smallly, very small recall that I met Natalie because I posted something about the Realtors Association. They had put out a letter to their realtors, which was an update on Code of Ethics from the National Realtors Association that happened a couple years back. The timing of it, I questioned, right? The wording, I questioned, because it very much looked like a don't participate in the uh, in the uh, let us vote campaign or the fairness ordinance. And of course, I had a problem with that because no organization can tell an American citizen they can't participate in the democratic process. That's how I met Natalie. Okay, from that, I did some more calling. I've had way more realtors than I would like to know on both sides of the issue. Email me, text me, call me, give me their opinions. I talked to leadership of the Lincoln Realtor Association, and they, in fact, said, I talked to the vice president. Hey, we're just educating our people on a national thing. They stuck with that, okay? I can't say that you can't do that, okay? Can't. However, right, the associations of people, specifically the president and social media, show a very left-leaning type of dynamic. And in a very heated, as Natalie and I discussed, we don't want a war. We don't want to see this grow bigger than this. We want to solve problems, right? I've talked to people on the city council. This is a very contentious issue right now in our city, and we need to know that. What I don't like recently, and I'm going to keep names out for now, even though I have them. I have everybody's name that has participated in this and exactly what you've done, because it's very easy to take pictures on social media. Folks, we now have realtors that have gotten the petition, and they have singled out 12 and 18 others to be cross-checked, and they are now forwarding that list around and encouraging people in the Realtors Association, to report these people. Those documents on Google Drive have gone out to other entities outside the Realtors Association, lenders, with promises of retribution if you supported it. Okay. This is all fact. I have all your names. I have all your texts, but I'm going to do the responsible thing. I'm going to first say to city council, this is a big issue, and it is something we need to solve. But we cannot as a city 
let the thoughts on both sides of this escalate into a social warfare thing to where professionals are now using social media to call out other professionals, which is escalating the thoughts on this. None of it solves the issue at hand that Natalie and I talked about, right? Natalie and I showed how you can de-escalate and start to begin to have the conversations to work through this. The actions by some individuals in the Realtors Association, because I could have ran with the story two weeks ago, and I could have, I could, I could have blown that up for all kinds of political, you know, slant, and I haven't, and I'm not going to. But what I want is Realtors Association. Please work amongst yourselves and figure this out because one, you're escalating the situation with some of your members and now other people in other business are calling out from a public document, other members, and it is escalating the situation of emotion. So Realtors Association, please get your people in check and figure it out internally so I don't have to run stories on it all of the time, which is not good for me. It's not good for your organization. It's not good for the city, right? You are realtors. You buy and sell houses. You help people. You're good people. However we got to this point, it needs to stop. To the people on the other side that are propagating this and essentially doxing, look that word up, using intimidation and social media for malicious intent. You need to be very careful that you don't fall into some legal parameters with this stuff. And as a citizen of Lincoln, you need to think bigger picture. You are not helping us, city council, any of us solve this problem. You are creating a bigger divide by outing people and thinking you're doing something good. You are just pouring gasoline on this fire, and it's wrong. So Lincoln Realtors Association, please get your house in order. I'm going to watch. I've got emails from tons of your people. Okay, I've got guests next week, but come Wednesday, I'm going to check back in on this issue. People on social media, stop. Stop intimidating people. Stop throwing out names. Let people participate in the democratic process. My God, it's... Terrible. We all want to find a solution. This is not the way to do it. It's. Anyway, the way to do it is to communicate. It's to work through city council who has hard decisions to make. It's to socialize these issues and find out what we can compromise on. It's not to start throwing haymakers over social media and names and promising professional retribution. And if we get to that point on Wednesday and I got to start naming people in the companies you work for, you're damn right it's news. You're damn right it's news because you've all went public and it's in the public space, which means I'm free to comment on it. And by God, if I'm going to let an issue that we can solve go down in flames because we're going to use this new tool, social media, to try to intimidate or frustrate or God forbid, use our code of ethics to find people for participating in democracy. You should all be ashamed of yourselves.
probably issue a professional apology and a personal apology to everybody would be the best thing and say, hey, I was kind of off my mind for the last 48 hours. No more. Okay. <laughs> How do you like that, Doug Fitzgerald? That's drive time, Lincoln, when we're fired up. So here's my question, yes, then. What is the underlying reason there that they have for calling out okay. the realtors? Great. So the National Realtor- Realtors Association changed a lot of their code of ethics. Okay. Um, so very big, top-down code of ethics. And it is what I would consider very wide-reaching, right, on the issue of sex discrimination and LGBTQ for housing, plus rights, for, for all that, yeah. right? So they're very much in line with the widest definition. No problem. That's their association. The Lincoln Realtors Association went ahead and published a letter, one that was educating the Lincoln Association right on the heels of the 18,000 votes that went mm-hmm. in. The language in it, right, that has fired people up, says, and I'm going to quote it, participating effort to overturn this action, right, we're talking about the fairness ordinance, could be classified as a violation of our Article 10 Code of Ethics and specifically Standard Practice 10.5 under the Code of Ethics. Okay? So you can imagine if you're a realtor and you've participated and don't believe that we should pass the fairness ordinance, right, you can view that as a little bit threatening to say, wait, I'm going to be professionally fined for expressing my political views right. in the democratic process. Hmm. It goes on in the letter to remind realtors, right? Wordsmithing. The established options for disciplinary actions have not changed and arrange and range from a letter to be placed in the member's confidential record at the National Association, or a fine between zero and fifteen thousand to a suspension or termination of your MLS privileges. Okay, so again, the timing, which was right after the uh, "Let Us Vote," if you will, movement signed their petition, is interesting, and it encouraged other realtors, quote unquote to maintain the professional conduct of all that they should make sure to quality control each other mm. and to report if someone was violating their code of ethics. So that in of itself, like I said, the vice president said, Hey, we're just educating our members. Fair. Many members have now internally written, uh, written emails to express their thoughts on it. And I said, I'll just, fair, you're doing that. I get it. Let's de-escalate from my side, you know, talk with Natalie, because this is how I met Natalie. Mm -hmm. And we'll let it go. But I could see that the potential of some people, I'll call them bad actors right now, taking this and weaponizing it against local realtors that may have participated, in this case, literally, they have gone out and got the petition. They have perused through the 18,000 signatures and pulled out 12 people and are cross-checking 18. And they have called them out online. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And then other people were like, well, send me the document in other organizations in Lincoln. So now that document has gone around. Gotcha. Now... 
on one side, you're going to say, oh, well, I'm just making sure our people are following the code of ethics. I mean... So you have to have the ordinance in place to follow the code of ethics. Well, that's what I would say. And right. My, and my point is... So they haven't been following the code of ethics without the ordinance. Well, in, in, the ordinance isn't passed. Right. Right. And what I'm saying is it's a very weaponized written document. Many realtors have spoke out on it. They need to fix it internally. I'll give them that. But when it comes into the public sphere, sphere, excuse me, and we are now naming people, and we have other organizations talking about professional retribution of not lending and not doing this because they signed the petition, we have a problem, yep. Houston. Yep. We have now, and this is escalated. And I want to use my platform to say, let's stop, let's rethink, let's de-escalate. Right now, this is with city council. That's who needs to make the decisions. Clearly, we have a lot of work to do, not just on this ordinance, but how we handle divisive issues in Lincoln, Nebraska. 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, we're back. Uh, enough on that. You get my point. I'm going to wait till Wednesday and see what the Realtor Association This was a good one to be in on. does and the people inside of that organization and the others that are named. Uh, this is crazy. It's not how we want to handle this, I don't think. Um, Steve Glenn coming on here in a few minutes in the second segment. Uh, but Doug's in here for right now, and uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about the great executive travel and what they're doing for yeah, Ukrainians. But, uh, Doug, thanks for sitting in. Sure. Uh, how's One Shot, One Life going? It's going great. It's going great. Um, we've got uh, great guests. We try to have, you know, uh, half local, half national, and we really try to help people stop worrying and start winning. And we look at areas of money, people, faith, work, health, and our hopes and dreams. So. In my most ideal life right now as a radio personality, I would love if you had the time and effort to be connecting all of the people that you do. Um, so that I could interview him. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it's all a connection, you, you right? You have connected some people. And we have done a crossover, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of great people that have great stories and great insight uh, to lend to people that we can learn from. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, wanted, I just want uh, to tell you your interview with Natalie was really good. And oh, it, it really, for what you're doing, is trying to bring two sides together and have a civil conversation. It's exactly what you did. And the more that that can happen, the better off we can be as a society. Well, I agree, you know? and that's why so. I'm hot about this thing today, because I, I know this type of behavior doesn't solve anything, and even if that's me sometimes, I need to be put in check. And and that's why not only do I enjoy Natalie and her perspective uh, off the show, right, just to hear it, is that I, I feel that you know we can work together right. to solve it. And I don't think these issues of sex and we'll call it the fairness ordinance i don't think these are going away in america and i don't think they're going away here and so i would like for lincoln to handle it in a very good way so that we all can move forward you know but i appreciate that doug because yep. you never know you know the deal you're yep. just up here talking you never know <laughs> uh 1499 3 everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back here on Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, we've got Chairman of Executive Travel, Steve Glenn, in studio. Um, we've been hearing a lot about his operation, or I should say their operation, Safe Harbor in Ukraine. And really appreciate you coming in, Steve. Oh, great to be here. Thanks, Jack, for inviting me. Uh, we're very excited about this project. Yeah, well... I mean, not only are you doing a great thing, but we were talking off air real quick about really how hard it is to get a foothold to to be able to help. And uh, I know you've been traveling a lot, so we'll try not to uh, make you go to sleep here. But uh, where did where did the vision come from? Well, um, you know, we've been watching this on the on the TV set and just seeing the tragic uh, things happening in Ukraine. And actually, a week ago, I said, "Enough is enough. We got to do something." You know, I wanted to figure out a way to contribute or whatever, and we talked to other people, and they said, hey, we want to contribute, we just don't know how, Mm -hmm. and we don't want it to get lost in some bureaucracy. And I said, this is what we're going to do. Our company manages uh, hundreds of thousands of hotel rooms for companies around the world. I said, we're going to go secure hotel space in Warsaw, Poland, where they're having about 30,000 refugees a day come by train, and we're going to secure that space, allow for Ukrainian families to live and transition. And most of these people are females with children because the the male is back over in Ukraine fighting. Yes. And so they're very vulnerable. They're basically, uh, when you have 3 million refugees, that's just overwhelming. The Polish people have been amazing, however. They're putting them in a lot of their houses and homes, but those are full. Sure. And so we were fortunate. We worked with Best Western and said, hey, we'd like to secure all these hotel rooms. They said, great, we'll work with you. And um, and today we basically announced um, Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine.com, and that's a place where people that want to help uh, this process can go to and donate We've got it so it is tax-exempt, and they can do their part to help Ukrainians deal with this massive war issue. Now, I suspect, just having been a military guy myself and seen some of these type of things, the logistics train right now to figure this out while you have the hotel rooms is is to get some teams on the ground of people. And to, and to figure out and be able to vector folks into your 200 rooms. You bet. And and we've been fortunate. We've been able to get uh, our t- some of our team are going to fly over there on Tuesday. Okay. Get the lay of the land. We've been working with churches actually in Ukraine and in Poland. We've, we're dealing with uh, uh, people that can interpret. And they know Russian, Ukrainian, sure. Poland, Polish, and English. So the logistics of this are kind of like, whoa. 
out of this out of this world. You don't think about it until you have to do it. And then you have to figure out how do I vet people, 30,000 people coming in to find the people most in need. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're hoping, we're actually working with people on the ground in Warsaw that that do that for for basically humanitarian areas so they can say, hey, this family needs help. And what we're finding is some of the the people that need help only need it for a week or two because they're getting transitioned by bus to Germany or other places in the EU. Sure. So some of this, we thought they'd be with us for a long time. Some of them say, hey, we just need them, need them to house them for a week or two till they get the approval to get into other parts of the European Union. So do you have what we would call a, a drop-dead time, or are you guys kind of settling into support for as long as you can, or funding-wise? Yeah. I mean, Yeah, we're, we're, we're building the funding basically a month at a time. Okay. And we, we basically started out and say we want to start with two, housing 200 Ukrainians for the month of April, and then learn from that and then see how sure. our fundraising goes. We're going to try executive travel committed $25,000 for matching grants. So anybody that puts in a hundred bucks, we match it and it's 200 bucks. And, uh, so we're hoping that that will kind of help people feel like it accelerates their donation. And more importantly, it's to personalize it. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working with families. So if you donate it, we're going to tell you which family <laughs> that went to. So you know that family. You know who you helped. And they know that you did help them. So it's all about knowing personally that your money and your caring and your prayers are going directly to family that needs them. Well, and I know um, KLIN has been very supportive of this effort Uh, and one of the things maybe we all could do at least the drive time lincoln team is if you use social media to talk about uh those stories and where the money's going i think all of us would be happy to help you You get that message out well that's great and and really it's not about us is it it's about people in need and it's emergency it's right you and i we go home and we in our house and we're we're okay these people literally are saying where do i stay tonight Mm -hmm. where do i get food for my family how do we we don't even think about it it's winter still in poland and so it's not 72 degrees on a spring day. It's 20 degrees and 30 degrees. Yeah. And so they're fighting not only winter, but they're fighting they need a house over the, they need a roof over their head and their kids need food. Well, and the trauma too. I mean the the trek from your home to an unknown location, not to mention the dynamic you described that uh, most of the males will have stayed behind. Now you have worry. You have trauma. You have things that, quite frankly, are unimaginable for most Americans that these folks are dealing with. Being able just to provide the basics of a bed-down location and food and knowing someone cares is going to be huge for these folks you guys touch. You bet. And we're actually working with churches in Warsaw because a lot of these people don't want a freebie. They don't want a handout. They're they're very proud people. They're saying, just help us a little bit. And even a lot of the ladies indicated we just we want to go cook our own food. Give us a church basement, and a stove, and we'll cook our own food. Mm-hmm. We that would make us feel at home. So this is a very very personal thing. This yeah. is not some impersonal throw some money at and hope that it sticks on the wall. This is taking people that have a need. Um, and also we were imag- we were also impressed that uh, we had Best Western donate the Wi-Fi. So, because we're finding that they need to communicate back to their family yeah. members in Ukraine, and Wi-Fi is like critical. 
So that <laughs> in, in today's world, think about it. I yeah. mean, Wi-Fi is what we use to communicate worldwide. I mean, the phone lines anymore, and I, I suspect in a war zone, many of the hard lines are gone. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, wow. You know what's amazing? Listening to you is the thought you guys have put into personalizing it right but the logistics flow and i have to be honest when i asked you the question i thought well maybe two weeks the fact that you're investing you know a month right and learning is huge because that is like you said a lot of these people i mean to them that could feel like a year oh, yeah. right i mean to to have that safe harbor literally right and um and like i said trying to get the story back here so people in lincoln lancaster county nebraska can understand what's going on well, we also found, you know, you heard yesterday President Biden said he's going to allow, they're going to allow 100,000 Ukrainian refugees into the United States. Well, we think that might be even phase B, whereas once we build up this network on the ground in Warsaw and we can figure out, hey, we can bring some of those people into Lincoln, Nebraska, because there's a lot of people here that would love to help with their housing and mm-hmm. other things, and that might be phase B. We're not promising that because sure. we, we have to learn the ground first, what's going on in phase A to do it right and not try to overpromise, but we think that that shows some possibility for another area that we can help with how do we take these people in a long-term perspective and give them hope because think about it their homes are gone their churches are gone their shopping malls are gone their roads are blown up yeah family members killed this is i can't even comprehend it Mm -hmm. and but we have to say we can do something. We can't fix the war, but there's hundreds of Ukrainians we can help and make it personal. And yep. Lincoln does that. That's what Lincoln is. Yeah, it, I don't disagree with you. I love the fact that Lincoln is not only, I always say it, even though sometimes we have divisive subjects, um, it's one of the most welcoming um most humanitarian in the sense of people giving and getting to know each other communities right. um, that you'll ever be in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that it's really neat um, when in a sense you're globalizing, you know, a little bit of that outreach uh, right from executive travel. I, I mean, really special. Well, thank you. You know, um, we, we are truly blessed to live in Lincoln, Nebraska. I travel all the world. This morning at two o'clock, I came back from Dubai. <laughs> okay. At the UAE. And uh, so getting home, and when you get here, this is a special place to live in. I've been all over the world, and we're, we don't realize it, but we're truly blessed. Now, if we can take some of that blessing and share it with people in need, some of our resources, our time, our money, and our efforts, and our prayers, mm-hmm. you know, that, that can make a giant impact. And it, it uh, that's can. what the hope here. And I think what... I enjoy about hearing this story and, and covering it and having you in is um, I always thought about this in service, whether it was one of my Americans or even uh, people on the ground. You know, every one person deserves that extra chance, that Absolutely. extra thing. I mean, I can't describe, I guess, how empowering that is uh, when you make a difference in a life. Right. Right. And and that's the, the uniqueness. You know, we did something for when uh, Hurricane Katrina came through. New Orleans, it really taught me a lesson because I had a friend there that had a company, a travel agency, totally, you know, knocked off the map. And they had 50 people. They had no home, no home to go back to. I said, we won't stand for that. And I put it out to some of my friends. And then one day we raised $50,000 to let those people move to Houston and rebuild their lives until 
New Orleans got back to its normal part so they could live back there again. Yeah, you bet. Um, wow. One of the things I was thinking about um, and what I like is that you're already thinking of, you know, phase B and, and linking some of the national decisions we're making back to Lincoln is we've had uh, several folks that have immigrated and, you know, talking about some of the timelines it takes sometimes for asylum seekers or to, you know, come over to America. But having a safe place, you know, repeated that, you know, you're taking care of allows folks kind of the time and space to deal with some of those things. Well, and, and, uh, that's why we hope that we can perhaps deal with what we call tourist visas mm-hmm. that allow them trans- the ability to come to the U.S. and settle things down and figure out what's going to happen in Ukraine and so that they're here on a temporary basis but safe, their families are safe, until they figure out what's going on and could go back or even stay here. But that would take a different kind of visa to do that. Well, and now you've got, <laughs> you've got my world traveler mind going and former military officer mind going, which is... Have you guys got in touch with any of our Nebraska senators or congresspeople yet? No, we haven't, because uh, that was our next step. Okay. And we really need to work with them, because, you know, the U.S. just committed a billion dollars to humanitarian uh, relief. And uh, what we want to make sure is we're not duplicating efforts of what they're planning to do. We want to complement that, and we want to personalize it. and. Personalize is the most important thing. If you know that Joseph and his family are there and that your donation of $51 paid for a full night, gave him food and and uh, a safe harbor, that's important to you. Absolutely. And, and here's a picture of Joseph and his family. I mean, there's something powerful about personalizing gifts like that. Well, and not only that for personalizing gifts on our end, but the ability now to share that with loved ones back in Ukraine who are still in the middle of the struggle, right? Um, right? The morale and the hope. And, and again, that transmission is a two-way street, and it's a good thing. And, and I bring that up because if you need me to, I'll put pressure because you, you definitely have to have a good uh, uh, State Department slash embassy liaison, and some of the best people that can help you expedite that are our current congressmen and state senators because they know that game they know that game and that's where we've got to get their their support and also their knowledge of how we can make the system work and it truly is a system that you've got to it is push it along you do you have to push it along but again in in times of crisis and again that's one of the great things i think about nebraska in general let alone lincoln is that we do have a small enough state that we can usually on that uh very personal relationship be able to affect mm-hmm. those changes sometimes quicker it's a huge benefit in nebraska and I've, I've seen it work in my active duty career with our state senators and congressmen and and i'm sure they will get on board absolutely we as i said this came upon us so quickly it's a matter of a week ago yeah and i've literally been out of country for five of those days so i was up 24 hours a day working back in, in nebraska to make this thing pop and uh we've got brian wallingford in our office who's taken off tuesday another person's taken off the next day to go over there we've got people flying in from california from lincoln nebraska to help with translation and other things so this thing is just really taking on a fast role and uh it's very important it's critical that we get there quickly and we help people because every day, I can't imagine a day without a housing in 20-degree weather. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a human tragedy right now that's going on. I mean, there's, of course, lots of them in the world, but this is one that uh, stumbled upon us all quickly. Um, it's wrong, 
Um, right. And so what we try to do is help where we can, and that's what you guys are doing. Um, the website is OperationSafeHarborUkraine.com. Yes. And that's where donations can be given. Very much, and you can learn about the operation in detail. And as we get more uh, press activity, we just released the press release mm-hmm. this afternoon, and so you can find out the details of how we're doing, what we're doing. Um, and we want people to know that this is this is not going to some highfalutin organization. <laughs> this is going to people in Warsaw that are Ukrainians and refugees and need the basics to just live their lives. So, um, and we're excited that that we can be a part of it, and we're fortunate to be blessed to have the resources to offer the twenty-five thousand dollar matching gift. And uh, to have the personnel, you know, it's been fun for me to see our staff volunteer. They say, I want to go. I've always wanted to go help. And so it's personal to them. They're saying, this is about me and what I can do to show that I help. And so we're hoping to even recruit somebody from KLI and radio to go over there <laughs> and report. And, we know uh, you've been working on that. I uh, know, man. I would love to have you there so you could say, here, let's... Let's talk about these people and what they're going through and, and communicate it back to our state so people understand and can feel uh, that what the need is and and understand that. Once they do, they're very gracious. Sure. Lin- Lincolnites are, are the best. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And, it, it, again, it's nice to see. I always say this. For a small state, uh, the more Nebraska can get out there, not just in America, the better. But worldwide, we we have a special group of people around here. Um, Chairman of Executive Travel, Steve Glenn, I know you've been traveling a lot and putting this together, so we're going to let you get some sleep. All right. Well, one last reminder, OperationSafeHarborUkraine.com. You can go there and learn about all this. And we're very thankful for your team out here to allow us to share this vision, and hopefully they'll want to participate with us. You bet. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate it. Um, I know we didn't get to Doug Fitzgerald a lot. He's still here. He's not. Uh, more important. It is more important. Uh, I hate to say it, it's more important than you, me, and everybody. And again, I think uh, I think you start to see what I like about um, really Executive Travel's personal initiative is just people. We we people can take care of people. We can do it. We have to communicate better. We have to figure it out. But here they're doing it in uh, Warsaw, Poland for the Ukrainians. 1,499 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right. Uh, Steve Glenn, Executive Travel. What a great mission they're about to embark on. Uh, remember, think of Realtors Association. Let's get this figured out. Take care of your stuff in-house. Uh, I think you need to do some housekeeping. I'm just saying. Uh, Doug Fitzgerald, how do you enjoy the show? This was really good. Oh, it was really man. good. What do you got for One Shot, One Life tomorrow? Tomorrow we have Lincoln Coin and Bullion on. Okay. We got inflation. Uh-huh. We've got uh, currency shift. Um, we're, you know, our whole country is in the middle of a currency reset, whether people realize it or not. And uh, tangible, I'm a big believer in bullion, gold, silver, tangible, 
in your hands as inflation goes out the roof. So they're going to come in and talk about and educate us uh, how that can fit into a good portfolio. Uh, a week after that, we've got best-selling author and New York Times best-selling author Dan Miller, who uh, has 48 Days to the Work You Love. He helps people with careers. He's been on all kinds of major networks. He'll be in. And then the week after that, we've got um, the current, brand new Miss USA or Miss Nebraska USA and Miss Nebraska Teen USA coming on in the show. So it's going to be great. I, I love your show. I'm always down here slugging in the mud, <laughs> right? I'm slugging in the mud trying to get Lincoln, you know, to just be a little bit better and to get civil right here, you know, in Lincoln, Lancaster County. And, and you have great guests. Now, you scare me a little bit real quick. We got, we still got some time. Uh, currency reset. I get it. But are we still talking the dollar? Please tell me we're not going on a worldwide currency reset. I, I don't know. You don't know. I follow it pretty close, yeah. but um, but there are some changes there's, coming down the pike. The, the They're already talking about it. The times are changing. Yep. The times are changing. And it's normal. It happens every 40 to 60 years. It did. So. I, was, uh, I won't comment right now, but um, <laughs> yes. Listen, folks, we're still in the downward trough right now. It will get better one day, uh, but there's a lot going on in the world. Doug, thank you for your time. You today. bet. It's great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Johnny, thank you. Have a great weekend. 1,499.3 KLIN.